Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. Marie and I are so excited to be here with you today and we are rolling out a super fun series. It's our first series on relationships. Yeah, we are really excited about this because we've been having some great conversations on all different kinds of relationships. So what does it take to have, first of all, just good relationships, period. But then, you know, specifically, what does it take it for friendship in romantic relationships, dating or marriage? What does it take for business relationship? And, you know, what about for parenting and just all these different aspects of relationships. And so we decided to dive in on these. It's going to be a really fun next several weeks. And so each week we will focus on, you know, doing each relationship well, but we thought we'd start today just by laying the foundation on what are foundational things that it takes for relationships. And so we're going to talk about that. So let's start with, um, let's start with trust. Maria, talk yes. to us a little bit about how trust is crucial for good <laughs> and healthy relationships. Yeah. So trust is really your building block. You know, if you don't have trust in a relationship, I would venture to say you don't really have a relationship. You know, if you can't trust that person, uh, I, I don't know what you, you have nothing to build on. So I like to think of if you are building a house, and in some ways, all relationships are like building a house. That first layer has that, like that concrete actually is trust. But the interesting thing with trust is that it's earned over time. You know, you're not going to trust that person immediately. I mean, sometimes you do, but uh, to really know whether that trust can be placed there, it, it takes time. And it's earned, you know, it's something that we don't just get, we don't just give. And yes, I think as humans, as our natural instinct is to, we want to trust people, but it is something that's earned over time. You know, you're not going to share your deepest desires and dreams with someone that you just met, right? That's something over time, they earn that right to know your heart and to know what's going on. And when you're getting to know someone, you aren't sharing those deepest, darkest secrets and dreams. But as you grow in that trust, then you want to share more of life and do life together. So it's the natural progression of that relationship, but that trust is earned over time. It's not given and, you know, it's built upon and it's, it's really like laying the bricks. You build up one brick at a time, but if, and when that is lost, it's hard to, to earn it back. And so you really want to be so intentional about taking care of the trust you've earned and been given mm. and just respecting that gift that someone has given you their trust and their heart. 
Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, another aspect of that trust is kind of listening to your gut, you know, is paying attention to that gut on, on various aspects of it. When you meet someone, you might have that initial gut reaction of, oh, I can totally trust them. And again, but still giving it that passage of time to being willing to like step into that and say, okay, we're going to take the first step. I like how you use that analogy of like the first brick, right? Of, okay, we can lay this brick, you know, this you've, you've shown, um, that you can be trustworthy in this and, and you're building on that. So you're not giving everything all at once. It is little by little. And another aspect of that, listening to your gut is, if you feel someone's on your heart, for example, maybe you have a friend or a significant other or a family member and you just, you may, maybe they just pop in your head randomly, reach out to them. That is something that actually MK, you're really good about doing that. I've noticed is like, if someone's on your heart, you're so good about shooting a text or giving a call or sending a quick message or any of those. And I've seen so many situations where people didn't listen to that gut about someone for good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. and then there was a lot of regret and not, and you actually have a really incredible story about that. I would love if you would share with our listeners. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And, and just one point I did want to make is, you know, my dad used to always say to us when we were growing up where there's a thickening, there'll be a thinning. So when, you know, you don't have to go all in and be best friends with someone and do everything together overnight. Again, there's, that's something that the passage of time, I think we've lost in our culture, the appreciation for building things and for the process and for the journey. So I just encourage you to enjoy that journey and, and enjoy that process of building a friendship, of building a relationship. You don't have to know on the first date, if you're going to marry someone, you don't have to know um, you know, the first time you meet someone, we're going to be best friends forever, BFF, you know, all that, but that is important to build upon. And that mm-hmm. takes time. So I did want to throw that in there, but yeah, I have a, a really cool story, um, of the promptings of the Holy spirit. And, and it really, again, just points to God and how good he is. And, um, this has been years ago, a story of, of my dad's actually, and, um, he would always, can we stop here for a second? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can edit this out. Yeah. You cannot bother me while I'm doing this podcast. Sorry. They keep knocking on the door. Should I say of my dad's or of a friend? <clears throat> if you, if is Dr. Is he still in the community? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would probably just say a friend in the family. Someone close to me. Someone close to me. Yeah. Or well, should I say my dad's a friend of his? I think you could say my dad, a friend of his. Cause we, we, did, did that story get out to people? No, but I think I could say a friend of the families for, um, probably <laughs> purposes, let's just call, let's just call him Chris. Yeah. Do you think that would be good? Yeah. I think you could say that. Or, or do I say it's my dad or did I just say, you know, the story of a man someone very close to me, we're, we're going to call him. I would probably feel safer saying that because Owensboro is such a small community. Yeah. Someone very close to me and this man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, so you can cut off like where, when you could say someone close to me, let's call him Joe. Okay. And Joe, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What's going on around? Okay. So, you know, I'm going to wrap up that part about where there's a thick man, there's a thinning. Cause that is so true. You know, people that have a new best friend every week, that's not good. So 
you'll know to like cut that off here. Yeah. Let me do this. So we'll know where to start back. Yep. All right. So let's get into this story. And it, it is a really powerful story of discerning the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to use some ambiguous names for, for privacy purposes, but someone in my life that's close to me, let's call him Joe. Um, he felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit came, you know, came back after work one day and just felt like he, he saw a car and went to reach out to this person. He, he thought, I know I need to get home, but I feel like I'm supposed to reach out to Joe or Joe. Joe was supposed to reach out to Chris. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, getting my story straight here. And Joe knew he needed to get home, but he, he just really felt compelled to go and talk to Chris. And he went and sat with him and talked to him for about an hour. And Chris just shared a lot of hardships he was going through and just some really, really tough things. And Joe just sat and talked with him, loved on him, walked him through a lot of what was going on in his life and really didn't think a lot about it. He knew Chris was really having a rough time knew after the conversation, it was rougher than he thought, but just talked him through, you know, it's going to be okay. And just whatever that conversation had, I don't know, but listening to the Holy spirit that evening and pressing in and going and talking to Chris. Well, 10 years later, Chris came back to Joe and said, you have, I'll cry. You have no idea what that did for me because that night I had a gun and I hit it whenever you came. I was about to kill myself. Mm. And, you know, I think that this happens so many times. You actually hear so many stories of people who are going to commit suicide. Like the little boy that dropped his books on his way home and the, the cool kid comes in and yeah. picks him up. And he said, you know, I was going home to kill, kill myself. I'm sure you've heard that story before. Um, that's why he took all of his books home. And you just don't know where the grace of God can come to people through you and through your listening to that prompting. And so we just encourage you to press into that, to listen to your gut, because there is that sixth sense yeah. uh, that is the Holy Spirit. My mom always says it's the, it's the eight gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, <laughs> that, that yeah. unspoken sense is not just you. That is how God makes you a conduit for his grace. And so you never know where you might be a blessing to someone. Mm. That story just, I get, I get chills every time that I've heard you, cause I've heard you tell that before. And it just gives me chills. It's, it is amazing how many times when we actually listen to that, um, just the incredible fruit that comes from it. You just it really is. And you know, it doesn't have to be something like so heavy like that. Right. Those things do happen in our lives and, and we might not ever hear the story. I mean, Joe could have never heard yeah. for 10, he would may not have ever heard it and that's okay. It would have still been a gift, but Sometimes God gives us those opportunities and those moments of like, yeah. that really matter. You matter. You, I know you felt a real prompting mm-hmm. your gut that you were supposed to move to Charlotte. So that's not, yeah. not such a heavy story. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about that. Yeah. So I was living in Wilmington and I was, had been, was a bucket listing to live near the ocean and I loved it. And, um, and at the same time, just some things were coming up where I felt like, you know, I don't know that this is really the place I, that I want to continue to stay and. And so I, uh, initially was looking at thinking, oh, I'll probably end up moving into Florida, just pick another beach. Right. And, um, and then Charlotte kind of randomly started coming on the, on the radar. And again, kind of a lot of involved with that, but I really took some time to think and pray about it. And I, um, again, paying attention to that, you know, when something comes up a lot, 
kind of paying attention to your heart, paying attention to your gut. And um, it took several days to really pray and, um, and just kind of think, you know, weigh some pros and cons and all the things. And I really woke up one morning and just felt it so strongly. It was like Charlotte. And I've had, had those things happen enough to know, okay, I need to listen to this. And, you know, I've been here now for, I think just around, just about three months, almost exactly. Mm -hmm. And it has been sheer gift. You know, it's, it's one of those where there's a lot of times in life. I think that I don't always know what's the next right step, but I just, or necessarily like, I know to take the next right step, but I also don't know hundred percent. Okay. Is this right? Or is this not? But then there's moments in our lives where we know that we know that we know. And, um, I think those typically seem to happen few and far between, but when they come, it's incredible. And so being here has very much been that experience of, wow, like, you know, I don't know why I'm here, but I know that I know that I know this is where I'm meant to be right now. And it's just, it's been amazing. And so I think listening to that gut in in a lot of different areas of our lives with people, with situations, with, um, you know, different circumstances, paying attention and listening to that. And you just never know what kind of good fruit can come out of that when you do. It's so good. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so true. I know you just made me happy to, and made my heart smile to see, you know, you just knew that you were supposed to go there and mm-hmm. you did it. You listened to the prompting and yeah. it has blessed you so much. And yeah, um, I think every time that I haven't listened to that gut, I have regretted it. <laughs> And so it was something when I was living in Nashville, I was living with uh, two of my dearest friends and, and it was something that we talked about a lot. It was anytime we would not listen to that deep internal gut. And there's a difference, I think, between like listening to your gut and where, you know, like, okay, this is the Holy Spirit. And then also listening to like your head. Oh, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would you, you know, that doesn't logically make, make sense. But sometimes we know things on an internal level that I really believe is the Holy Spirit that we don't understand why or how, but we just know that we know. And not convincing yourself when it's not something. Right. Right. So it's that Totally, It is. Let's talk about another aspect that's really important for Mm -hmm. healthy, good, deep relationship is really the art of active listening. Yeah. That it's just so, you know, I think it's actually a lost art that most people don't really know how to actively listening. Think about a lot of times when you're having conversation, you're thinking about what to say next, or what am I going to say? And it becomes Mm -hmm. inward instead of serving and going outward. So let's talk a little bit about active listening Mm -hmm. and just respecting that and doing it well. Well, I really think that part of active listening is number one, you're being really fully present. And you and I've had this conversation many times about put your phone away you know, really be present with that person. I, you know, I've, I've said this several times on podcasts. That was a, um, something that I had to learn kind of the hard way was I was not being fully present in my relationships and it ended up causing, um, uh, just not good things in my, in my various relationships. And so that's something that I've really worked on since then to make sure that my phone is put away, that I am being present here and just fully with this person. And I, and I'm seeking to understand rather than to reply, you know, so not having an agenda for the conversation and something we talk about in coaching, and I think it applies in, in every aspect is holding space for that person, holding space for one another, for them to really share their heart. And 
be that safe space for people because you know, one of the greatest gifts I think you can give someone is to be a safe space and to just really be able to receive people for who they are, where they are without judgment, without condemnation, but to just receive them. And just that holding space is, it is such a gift and it's Mm. a gift that often we won't give ourselves. Mm. Um, and just in, I love where you said not having an agenda, you know, I think so many times we do have agendas. We have an agenda for what it means to be a good friend or what it means to be a good daughter or spouse or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And getting out of that agenda allows us to actually, to actively listen and having those genuine, authentic conversations, Mm. you know, of, um, you're going to have hard conversations. And I know we had a a lot (laughs) of great feedback from our podcast on hard conversations a couple of weeks back, but being willing to dive into that shows Mm -hmm. that you really value this friendship and this relationship because you can't actually move the needle without walking through the fire. Right. So Mm. it's just that open communication, hard conversations, the genuine, authentic gift of self is so important to Mm. actually have that active listening and communication Mm -hmm. back and forth. And on that, you know, on the other end of that, right? So maybe you're having this hard conversation with, with someone or, and maybe they're having it with you, but if you're on the other side, can you receive that hard feedback, right? Cause mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a lot of courage for someone to come to you or for you to go to someone, right? Maybe there's something you're like, Oh, I don't want to bring this up. This is really hard. This is painful. You know, I'm afraid of how they're going to receive it or what if it hurts them. And, and we can, we can ruminate on this and it can kind of get us in this this space of, oh gosh. But then actually when you go into one of those conversations and that person actually listens to the feedback and receives it and, and maybe, and is able to say, and really look at themselves and say, oh, you're right. Like I do need to work on this. That is true. You know, I've had, um, I had a conversation a while back where, um, it, it was amazing because in the conversation, it was kind of a hard conversation to have. And what was so beautiful was, the person just completely received it and, and really listened to understand and hear my heart. And they were like, you're right. Like I had been doing that. Like I do that. I do sit in that. And I, and number one, that takes such humility. So humility, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I think, right. And so I think that the other side of active listening is also having a deep humility of being able to receive the feedback Mm -hmm. and to be really honest and look at yourself and say, wait, is that true? okay, if that is, then how can I love this person better? Because if that is true, then I'm not loving them well, you know, yeah. Or, or maybe it's something that I can't give them that they want and being honest with that saying, listen, I I hear you, but that's actually not something I can offer, you know, that we've talked about boundaries, right? So maybe that's outside of your boundary line, but being able to, you can still have a fruitful conversation, even if you don't change or aren't able to, or the other person isn't able to, but just in that process of receiving one another, and hearing each other's heart, it's incredible what it does for relationships and for communication. And that open communication really does also prevent us from, I think a lot of, a lot of issues in relationships are from lack of or miscommunication. Either we don't talk about it or we are making assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's something we really want to guard against is we make assumptions and twist things to mean something that we make them mean. And it's often Mm. based on the fact that we haven't actually been listening well 
or that we have an agenda, right? And when we don't listen, we start making those assumptions and presumptions Mm -hmm. and it can lead us down a path of something that may not have even been true. Or we have that pride. We lack the humility Mm -hmm. to think that maybe I could be wrong about that. You know, I, I love that you said that. And the other thing that stood out to me, I think within that, and again, in relationships is assuming the good. Mm. I think so often, I remember hearing a talk about this and um, the guy speaking, he said, you know, what happens very often in relationships, and he said, this is true in marriages and dating and business and everything is that, you know, someone does something and, you know, so someone maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe they didn't call when they said they were going to call. Right. And my immediate thought might be, oh my gosh, they're just blowing me off. And so I'm making these assumptions in in my mind about why they haven't called me when they said they were going to. And then I'm upset about, and then I'm angry. And then it kind of goes down a spiral. So when they actually do call, I'm all ticked off and I'm like, oh my gosh, how many stories have you made up in your head? Right. (laughs) Like all the stories. Right. And suddenly, and then they get defensive because they're like, oh my gosh, well, this other thing, but I'm not even willing to listen because I'm so mad about this. And before you know, and then they're defensive and then that makes me defend, right? And we, I choose defensive, right? Because no one makes us respond in a certain way. And so very often that happens in our relationships in all different spectrums of relationships is we make these stories up in our minds about what happened or what's going on without actually assuming, you know what, if they did that, they must have a good reason. You know what? Her Happen. kid was up puking all night long. And I've just made up a story about how she right. doesn't like me anymore. You know, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's true. right. It really is. So often we make up all these stories about it and really taking time to hear the other person. Okay. Or another good example of that. And I, I would, I have 100% been guilty of this. And I, it's my guess. Many of us have is that <laughs> text messages or emails, mm. you know, we'll get a message and we assume a tone about it, or we assume what they're saying. I actually had this happen very recently and got a text message and I completely took it in the wrong way. And then the person just caught, I was like, Hey, this is what I was trying to say. And I was like, Oh, okay. I totally took it the wrong way. Cause I put a harsh tone to something that was, they weren't trying to, it just wasn't communicated as well, which is Again, giving the benefit of the doubt, right? And on the flip side, watching what you do communicate through text and email is really important too, because it can be misread. So if it's something, my rule of thumb for that is if it's something that could be um, hurtful, then just pick up the phone because you save a lot of that heartache or presumption um, and just how we communicate can be so different, you know? And I had... Sorry, I had I had a friend who was saying she's like you know she works with them she works with a lot of uh, like relationships she has like relationship coaching and and dating couples and she said probably the number one thing that gets a lot of dating couples in trouble is texting because people will put things and then make make assumptions on what was being said or communicated and it wasn't what was being said and communicated and so totally true yeah I and think you know a lot of with ways. Oftentimes, you know, people just aren't aware. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. communicating through that, assuming the best is always going get, to mm-hmm. give you much more traction than just making up all these stories in your head. But yeah. you know, I think we should always give people the benefit of the doubt. But if you are having a problem, 
pay attention, listen to what people say, but then watch what they do. If you bring Mm -hmm. something to someone's attention, like Maria, this is really bothering me about you. And if you don't listen and keep doing the same thing in our relationship, then I might think you're not actually listening to me. So, you know, you can't change people, but you can communicate correctly and communicate well, I should say there's no right or wrong way, but try to communicate well, giving them the benefit of the doubt. And then don't just see what they say, but see what they do. Mm. And then you'll know, are they ready to deepen this friendship or is it something that they're not willing to really listen? And so maybe I don't want to invest as much of my time and heart. Mm, that's so good. And, you know, paying attention also in the way of relationships It also, how are you being treated? You know, that's another important thing is, is again, paying attention to, we do assume the best and we also pay attention to how am I being treated? And if I'm not being treated, then we get feedback, you know, knowing, knowing your worth and what you deserve in the way of being treated with respect and love and kindness, you know, and honesty, those things are important. And so addressing things is very important. And then, so you're giving that feedback and then seeing how, again, where you're, you're just weighing how stuff received, you know, is this, um, are we noticing the opportunity that this is for us to all grow together or are we taking something and twisting it? You know, what are we doing with that? And, And I know so many situations, so many stories from my own life, and I'm sure you have a lot as well. And in so many different areas that we realize, okay, wait a second. Sometimes we're putting up with things that we shouldn't, and we know we don't like shouldn'ts, but things that we don't need to be. (laughs) Right. Right. And, um, and whether, again, it can be in so many different capacities. It can be in, you know, family relationships or marriage or dating or work or business, you know, any of that. And also just seeing like, if you have, we all have those friendships where we are giving, giving, giving mm. and someone else is just taking, taking, taking yeah. or like any kind of relationship. So just seeing that, are we evenly yoked? And yes, there's times mm. where we pour more into one than the other, but in a, in a really healthy relationship, there's a really good balance of give and take. There's mm-hmm. a really good balance of service and of giving of ourselves, right? Yeah. Because love is the will the good of another. And yeah. so just being aware and paying attention. Like, I feel like Maria is constantly giving to me and I just want to be so aware to always be giving to to you because you are so good at loving others and at doing a relationship and doing friendships so well Mm. that I want to be so cognizant of that, that it's not just, um, just a take, like I've got something I want to talk about, will you please listen, you know, and just making (laughs) sure that that is evenly yoked over time. And, and there are relationships where you're more the mentor or more the mentee, and that's natural. Sure. But in those really healthy relationships and, and really in marriage, you know, starting out, I see so many girls, including myself back in the day, <laughs> um, who you just want that guy so badly to like you. So you right. give, 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 mm. and then it's, it's mm-hmm. not healthy, yeah. right? So Mm. that's kind of off on a tangent, but to just being evenly yoked and just really a huge component of healthy relationships is true love and being selfless. Yeah. And really getting into the heart of the other person. You know, one of my favorite things I actually have loved to say is, is that like, when I get to know someone, I want to, I want to hear their heartbeat. Like, I want to understand, like, what is their heartbeat? Like, what are they excited about? What are they upset about? What, what makes them have a good day? What makes them not? And 
it goes back to, I think, being intentional in our relationships. And it doesn't mean that you're close with every single person. You know, that's not going to be the case. That's not realistic or healthy even, you know, but you, you know, you've got your, your tribe, you know, and you've got your, I, I kind of think of sometimes of different relationships in, in like, um, almost like in terms of uh, sort of like circles or like a rainbow, you know, like and there's layers of depths, right. With different ones. And so you're not going to go super deep with everyone, but you can still be intentional and you can still really pay attention. I think you do such an incredible job with, with that MK of just you foster relationships and love on people with such intentionality, whether it was a 30 second interaction, whether it was a quick, you know, it's like that person is going to get a thank you note from you. They'll probably get some kind of gift. <laughs> you just go above and beyond all the time to really pay attention to them. You listen to what they say and you remember you know, I, I mean, I've experienced that so much with you, even as a sister, as a friend, like, I mean, you and Will came out to Wilmington to visit me when I was out there because, you know, I was like, I just want someone to visit me. I'm always the person visiting everyone else. And it was such you a are. gift. You're always visiting <laughs> yeah. everyone else. I'm like, yeah. we got to go to her, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was just such a beautiful gift to say, oh my gosh, someone's actually making the effort, you know? And it's, again, like I, I love to travel and I love seeing people and it's such a gift, but it, it also is a gift when someone else is like, Hey, you know, I would love to come see you, you know? And, um, and so I, yeah, to me, that's just amazing. And then another thing that really has stood out is how many times I've randomly gotten things in the mail <laughs> from you where you're like, I saw this and I thought of you and it might be like, a beautiful pink something or a pink dress or pink this or that. Like we know Maria loves pink. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. All the pink things, guys, all the pink things. And, um, and so just, you know, I think those are such beautiful examples of, again, in your different relationships. And again, this, you know, we're talking like some of these examples are in terms of friendship, but it can be anything, you know, even in, in business or in, um, you know, marriage and dating. Like I've seen the way that, uh, you know, like I love when I'm hanging out with you and Will, like just the way also that you guys are intentional in different little aspects of loving one another, you know? And so, um, relationships, they do take work, but it's a beautiful kind of work and it's an intentionality. It really is. And just thinking about that selflessness and really going again, back to what is to love and, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, love has a, a feeling component to it, but it's really a decision. And I know we've done a whole podcast on how, do you love well? Yeah. I think it's actually our most listened to podcast. Yeah. yeah. So uh, because we're wired for love, right? We're made by love, for love, created all those things. And so, but really love the feeling part. It's just a component. Yes, there is a feeling, but it's a decision. And it's a decision to, it's not always going to be rainbows and lollipops. Mm-hmm. And it's will the good of another. And mm-hmm. You know, Maria loves so well, and I just feel so blessed to call her a sister, a dear friend, and just to really know you my whole life. So there are close to 40 years of trust built up there, right? So uh, not yet, though. We're still in our not yet, man. <laughs> um, you know, and you just, um, gosh, you were just at my house a few weeks back, and Maria knows I'm always cooking and cleaning and doing all the things. She came and she said, I'm going to cook for you. She knows I don't like to cook. I swear. I think I ate like a queen all week. I mean, I didn't even know food could taste that good. So you're, and being healthy and you're just so intentional on loving me well. And I know you do that for so many other people. I mean, 
you have stayed up all night worried about me. And that is love, like willing the good of another, mm-hmm. well, you know, woke it up the next morning, called and said, I was up all night worried about I'm you. I was just praying for you. <laughs> it's like, just knowing, I mean, yeah. you can just feel my heart from hundreds of miles away. Mm-hmm. And I think in a deep relationship, when you know someone so well, you feel mm-hmm. that. And, you know, Maria actually gifted me with the greatest birthday gift I've ever gotten <laughs> last year. You all, I'm going to pull it right here. I have it sitting it's a, it's a little deck of cards, if you will. And there are 100 of them. And she, I don't even know where you found all these pictures. I guess you pulled them off of, I hardly have much <laughs> on social media, but you somehow came up with all these pictures and on the back, it, they're like little, like a deck of cards and you pull one out a day and it would have a picture of me and my family or us or whoever. And on the back are 100 different reasons of why she loves me. And I'm telling you, it is the greatest gift I've ever gotten. It, it was so thoughtful, intentional, and you just know my love language of like, <laughs> I don't eat fancy things, but I, you just have Pretty blessed cute. me so much with your friendship. And I think that you do relationship, friendship, all those things better than anyone I've ever met. And to really do relationship, how God calls us to is to be mm. that light and be that love. Mm-hmm. And I just think you do that better than anyone I've ever been blessed to be mm. loved by. Thank you. Well, the feelings mutual. You know, I, I think so much of it also goes back to another part that I think you and I have learned also through friendship. And I know we're going to dive into that in another episode, but is that there's also space to give really honest feedback. You know, like we've been able to come to one another with honest feedback on certain things and say, and not easy. No, it's been challenging at times for both of us say, Hey, I think maybe you need to look at this, you know? And, um, I'm, you know, you've always been so humble in your receptivity of this and said, you know what, you're right. Let me look at this, you know, and then we come back and, um, and so I think being able to have those kind of friendships and those kind of relationships are so important. Um, you know, and even in, again, also this is an aspect that you can, even in the work force too, in your businesses to be able to have like a spirit of humility, to be able to listen and take it in. And, and even if it's you saying, I actually can't give that to you, you know, like sometimes people are going to come to back, come to you with feedback and you're going to have to say, that's actually not in my wheelhouse. You know, I'm so sorry, but at least that conversation was, was had, and there can still be a cohesive relationship because so often I think in relationships, they break up in different capacities because we are either assuming Mm-hmm. Or we are receiving feedback in a, in a, oh my gosh, you're just, you know, you're just doing this or saying this to, and assuming wrong intentions. Yeah. Or somebody comes to you with feedback mm-hmm. and it may not be true. You say totally. you actually assume something and that right. is not true. Right. So I think all those different aspects, but the more that we can step into all of our relationships with, with an open heart, with, you know, with working on that trust. So being that intentional with that, you know, and, um, that active listening, you know, being that safe space back and forth. And then with that love and selflessness, those pillars and everything that we talk about in between those really create space for healthy, good relationships. And we don't assume to have this down. You guys, like, this is something that we're constantly working on and learning (laughs) and all the things. And this is just really the beginning. And I think something we all witnessed and could speak to over the past 14 months, 15 months is that COVID has shown us that we are made for relationship. Mm -hmm. And so learning to do it well and not just survive, but thrive through every relationship is going to bless all of us. Yeah. We are so excited over the next several (laughs) weeks to really dive into different relationships in our life 
and hopefully just have a conversation. And we want to hear from you all on how to do those well and to continue to move the needle forward into blessing others. And in turn, we know how generosity works when you bless others, it will come back to you a hundredfold. Yes. And we went like, like MK MK said, we want to hear what your experience has been. So definitely, you know, comment, what, what have you learned about relationships? What do you think are some of the key things that are maybe outside of the three that we really focused on today? You know, what have you learned? Some of you guys have been doing relationships for way longer than we have (laughs) and have way more life experience. Um, so we would love to hear from anyone and everyone, uh, just the feedback on that and what you've learned and Share those gems with us because MK and I are perpetual students. We know that we never arrive and that God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. And that includes in those relationship areas of our lives. So make sure you have subscribed and liked and followed and shared and downloaded. You know, if this has been a blessing to you in any way, please share it with a friend and make sure you sign up for our newsletter. And that is at girlwateryourgrass.com. And then we look forward to diving into all of these deeper starting next week. So we'll see you next week to talk about the next aspect of relationships. Y'all have a great week. Bye.